0: The First Celtiberian War. In 187 BC, the command of the praetors of the previous year, Publius Manilius, who had been Cato's second in command in 195 BC, and Quintus Fulvius Flacius was extended. They had been assigned to Hispania Ulterior and Citerior respectively. They received reinforcements of 3000 Roman and 6000 allied infantry, and 200 Roman and 300 allied cavalry. A serious war broke out in Hispania Citerior the Celtiberians gathered 35,000 men. Livy wrote, hardly ever before had they raised such a large force. Quintus Fluvius Flacius drew as many auxiliary troops from the friendly tribes as he could, but his numbers were inferior. He went to Carpitania, seized the town of Arbara, and in the western part of the province of Toledo. It was at the edge of the territory of the Vettones. Quintus Fluvius then marched through Carpatinia and went to Conturba in the province of Zaragoza. The townsfolk sent the Celtiberian assistance. By, they were delayed by the floods. The Praetor seized the city and heavy rains forced him to take his army into the town. After the floods, the Celtiberians arrived, saw no Roman camp, and they were caught by surprise when the Roman army came out of the town. They lost 12,000 men, and 500,000 men, and 400 horses were captured. Quintus Fulvius then marched through Celtibrian territory, ravaged the countryside, and stormed many forts until the Celtibrians surrendered. In Hispania Ulterior, the Praetor Publius Minilus fought several successful s- actions against the Lusitanians. In 180 BC, the Praetors Tiberius Sempronius Gratius, and Lucius Postomius albinius were assigned hispania creator and, and ulterior respectively The messengers brought news of the caltebrine surrender and requested that quintus fulvius flacius be allowed to bring back the army livy wrote that this was a must because the soldiers were determined to go back home and it seemed impossible to keep them in hispania any longer the mutiny was possi- mutiny was a possibility tiberius gracious objected to this because he did not want to lose the veterans and have an army of raw and undisciplined recruits. A compromise was reached. Gracious ordered to levy two legions, 5,200 infantry each, but only a total of 400 cavalries instead of the usual 600, and an additional 1,000 infantry, 50 cavalries plus 7,000 Latin infantry, and 300 cavalries, a total of 18,400 infantry and 750 cavalries. Flacius was allowed to bring back home veterans who had been sent to Hispania before 186 BC, while those who arrived after the date were to remain. He could bring back over 14,000 infantry and 600 cavalry. Since his success Sir, was late, Flacius started a third campaign against the Celtibrines, who had gathered in an army. They planned to strike at Manilian Pass, which the Romans would have needed to pass through. However, he was ordered to bring his army to Taraco, and where Tiberius Gratius was to disband the old army and to incorporate the new troops. Gratius was due to arrive soon. Flacius had to abandon his campaign and withdrew from Celtabria. The Celtibrians thought he was fleeing because he found out that their rebellion and continued to prepare their trap in the Manilian Pass. When the Romans created, entered the pass, they were attacked on both sides. Quintus Fulvius, one of hard-fought battle, the Celtic Bruins lost 17,000 men and 4,000, and six, 4,000 men and 600 corpses were captured. 472 Romans, 1,000, 1,019 Latin allies and 3,000 native auxiliaries died. Flacius went to Terrico the next day. Tiberius Sempronus Gracius had landed two days earlier. The two commanders selected the soldiers who were discharged and those who were to remain. Felicius returned to Rome with his veterans and Gracius went to Celtiberia. In 179 BC, Tiberius, Sempronius Gracius, and Luci- Lucius Postomus Albinius had their commands extended. They remained reinforced with 3,000 Roman and 5,000 Latin infantry and 300 and 400 Latin cavalry. They planned a joint operation. Lucius Postomus Albinus, wh- whose province had been quiet, was to march against the Vecinia Via Lusitania and to turn Celtiberia, if there was a greater war there. Tiberius Gratius was to head to the furthest point of Celtiberia. He first took the city of Munda. In an unexpected night attack, he took hostages, left a garrison, and burned the countryside until the, he reached a powerful town, Celtiberia called Xertima. When the Celtibrians decided not to come to its aid, the town s- surrendered an indemnity was imposed on them and they had to give 40 young nobles to serve in the Roman army as a pledge of loyalty. Tiberius Gracchus moved to Els where the Celtiberian camp was. He won the battle and enemy lost 9000 men and 320 men and 112 horses were captured. When 109 Romans fell. Gracchus then moved marched further into Celtiberia which he plundered. The tribes submitted and in a few days 103 towns surrendered. He then returned to Alst and begun to besiege the city. The city surrendered and many nobles were taken, including the two sons and the daughter of Thuru, a Celtic chief, and according to Livy, by far the most powerful man in Hispania. Thuru asked to, for a safe conduct visit Tiberius Gracius. He asked them whether he and his family would be allowed to live. When the Gracius replied firmly, he asked if he would be allowed to serve with the Romans. He granted this too. From then on, Thuru followed and helped the Romans in many places. Tiberius Gracius founded the colony of Graciusurus in the upper Ebro Valley. This marked the beginning of the Roman influence in the Northern Hispania. It was thought that it was only a colony he founded. However, in the 1950s, an inscription was found near Megabar on the banks of the river Betis, which attests that the, he founded another one. It was Ilgirti, a mining town, and a frontier outpost. Therefore, Gracchus established a colony outside his province. He concluded t- treaties with the surrounding tribes. Apian wrote that these treaties were longed for in, in a sub- subsequent wars. Unlike previous praetors, he spent time negotiating and cultivating personal relations with his tribal leaders. This was reminiscent of the friendly relations established by Scipio Africanus during the Second Punic War. Gracchus imposed that Visima, the requisition of 5% of the grain harvest, a form of tax that was much more efficient and less vulnerable to the abuse than the usual Roman practice of tendering tax collection to private tax farmers. Silva notes this is the first reference to a regulatory collection of revenue. His treaty stipulated that allies were, were to provide Romans with auxiliary troops. They also established that the natives could fortify existing cities but not found new ones. There is some evidence that he introduced civilian administration measures, such as the issuing of rights for mining to mint coins and the construction of roads. Tiberius Gracious was remembered for these treaties and the administrative arrangements, which helped maintain peace in Hispania for the next quarter of a century. Thank you for joining us on Eat My Own Beat. The history of Portugal is what we are covering right now. Please like and subscribe to our channel. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at Eat My Own Beat, And uh, we're also available on iTunes. So check us out there.